0: So, I will try and not giggle as much in today's episode, but it's hard because guess what? I have a very important question to ask you. All right, here we go. What is love? Oh, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. What is love? Yay! I don't know why you're not fair. I give you my love, but you don't care. So what is right and what is wrong? Give me a sign. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. (laughs) I know, I know. I sometimes just get y'all laughing and that is what we need today. I am an 80s baby and this song by Hathaway was an instant hit in 1993. To this day, when I imagine a 90s party, I hear this song being one of the items on the playlist. As I have matured in my understanding of love though the lyrics now hit differently (laughs) so today's episode is kicking us off into the month of love February there is an episode inconvenienced by love from season one episode nine that is a good listen because it is continuing on in this episode I want to look at love through the lens of how we love God and the type of love journey we have been on with him since you made that decision to know him. If you haven't made that decision to know him, no problem. You get to choose. So guess what? Let's go. So listen, this whole situation of recording, got I got scared today, okay? So I use GarageBand to record um, my episodes and I edit them myself. Everything is just by me. And so I get on my computer. I am ready to record. Content has been prepped. I click on the GarageBand app on my Mac and guess what? It's not working. Do you know how freaked out I was? No, you don't. I was freaked out like literally. So thank God for Google. (laughs) I say that with God and Google, you can do anything. Thank God for Google. I just Googled that error message and I got the help I needed because I was thinking, how am I going to record this episode? You know? So here I am finally able to record it. And I am so thankful, so thankful to be able to do it because starting to freak out. <laughs> Hi friend, this is Kate A. and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say healed people, healed people. Shout out to Amanima K for following us on Instagram. Thank you, Ama, and to all my listeners for the support. It means a lot to me. Welcome to our dear sister community. You can find all about me and the organization I am Free Woman at ChiefJoyActivator.com and iamfreewoman.org. Subscribe to receive firsthand news and information and updates. I want you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook too, so you know and stay connected and plugged into all my shenanigans and the shenanigans of the organization. (laughs) And please rate and like the content on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast, so that people around you and people around us can get to find the podcast and learn as you are also learning along. This podcast is me and you navigating the world of healing the heart and mind By integrating faith and well-being tools to activate your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical healing. And the bonus, financial well-being, relational well-being, and so on. I bring the parts of me that are healed and the parts that are still healing along with important friends. I will invite to sit with me and sit with us as we discuss and share compelling stories of freedom. (laughs) Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus Being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky. Choose to Live Free podcast is my way of making faith work plus healing plus everything in between about life and living it relatable and joyful. So I want to say welcome. Okay, before I jump into the show, I want to share something with you, something that I think is really, really important. Great. So on January 24th, me and six women completed three weeks of a life altering workshop. Mm -hmm. I had been announcing it on the podcast and it finally happened and I had six strong women pay and join me to learn. When I created the Systems of Life workshop, I knew it was something special because it was downloaded into my fiber straight from the Holy Spirit. As a creator and a writer, I know my work is anointed when I don't struggle to find the words or imagine the possibilities. It just flows. Six strong women believed God was leading their hearts my way, and they joined, and y'all, what a time we had. They were diligent in their commitment and shared some amazing feedback too. Today, just like the day we ended the workshop, my heart is still so full, and guess what? The workshop will be coming live in the fall of this year by God's grace. And you wouldn't want to miss it because I want you to organize your life. I want you to win in life without the overwhelm. Thank you to my six strong ladies and friends for the support. You know, when they say that friends don't support you and they're supposed to. When I launched this workshop, I was stepping out on faith because for so long, I have known that I am a good teacher. I am a great coach and not that I'm boasting, but I do know that because people tell me. and. I have always shied away from kind of stepping out and and trying things and doing things. And so when I really, really, you know, agreed with God that, yes, I'm going to put this out and test the waters. I didn't even say that it was a pilot. I just put it out and the cost was $99 for three weeks. Yeah. So that was very cheap. And I didn't know who was going to join, but, you know, I just put it in God's hand that God, you know, I if you can send me at least um ten women, you know, five to ten women, I will be happy. And he sent me six. And all six women, honestly, are people I know and people I consider good friends, people that I keep in touch with, people that, you know, some of them I I was kinda like, wow, you paid to join? And they did. And I wanted to take this moment in today's podcast to honor them because they have done something for me that in years to come, when I get to see the fruit of all the labor, you know, I would want them to be a part of that celebration. And I'm trying to hold back from crying because it, it, it was it was very um, affirming. You know, they joined and every week they joined. And if one person couldn't make it, they sent me a message encouraging my heart and telling me that they were going to join the next one. And, whew. Yeah, they joined and they really poured into me um, and the Holy Spirit was present. All three sessions, present, just filled with wisdom. And I'm happy that they joined because now everyone out there who is listening to this podcast and is able to attend the workshop in person someday. It will truly be feedback from these six strong women that really encouraged my heart to even put it out for you all to enjoy. So. Thank you to my six strong ladies and friends for the support. You paid, you took time out, you were diligent, and you gained so much. It is friends and supporters like you that make the walking in my purpose and calling so much fulfilling. I love you. By touching the six of you, you get to touch six women in your circles, and there goes the multiplication. God is good. Yep. Anyway, so... Ah, What is love? (laughs) Baby, don't hurt me no more. (laughs) I mentioned in my intro that as I have matured, my understanding of love has greatly evolved. To really believe that love is not supposed to hurt, I want to define a few words. Let's start with the word hurt. According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, it means to cause or inflict physical, emotional, mental pain or harm to do substantial harm. When you think of love, then is it supposed to hurt like that? Mm. Now let's look at the definition for love. If you can, I want you to imagine my facial expression <laughs> as I sift through the dictionary for the meaning of love. You guessed it, not one concrete line of thought in the dictionary. Here are some ways to define love according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary. A strong affection for another arising out of kinship, such as the love of a mother. An attraction and tenderness felt by others, especially lovers. Affection based on attraction, benevolence, or common interest. Warm attachment, enthusiasm, devotion, and admiration. And an assurance of affection. Just to name a few of the definitions of love in the dictionary. So I have a question for you. Knowing the definition of hurt and the definition of love, according to the dictionary, how are you loving God and others? Yes, it's the month of February and we are starting off with love. How are you loving God and others? Wait, let me take a step back. How are you loving yourself? If you're loving God and others to receive something in return, it is so fair and you have a valid reason. If you are loving yourself and not giving to others, you have a valid reason. There is no math equation that tells us how much love to give to God, to others, and to ourselves. But if you have been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know we tend to go counter to culture. Yes, meaning doing and living life from a spirit led mindset instead of another worldly mindset that encourages self centeredness. Masked by the statement, such as doing me, and so the pendulum has now swung all the way to the other side where people cannot genuinely love others while they are healing and taking care of themselves. It's kind of like, Let me go fix myself, let me go heal, and then I will come back and love you. Mm. (laughs) Wow. You see how when Jesus was walking through what he was walking through, knowing how he was going to be crucified and all that, and yet he had so much love to give. Now, don't tell me you're not Jesus. I don't want to hear it. As Christians, that should be your goal. All right. So I sense it, okay? And so I'm going to say it, and it is observation time. What have I observed when it comes to this thing that is going on In the world these days, where people are saying, I am so broken, I am so hurt, I am so fragile that I cannot give another love to another human being. I need to go take care of myself and then I will be back to love people. It's understandable. But I think a lot of people are using that as an excuse to just go into isolation and prevent themselves from getting into the world and loving people and even loving themselves. What I have observed is this for example, Wives leaving their marriages to, quote, find themselves. I have a lot to say about that because in 2016, when I wanted to find myself, I had a daughter. I had a husband. I had a job. I had so many responsibilities. I did not walk away from my job to find myself. I did not walk away from my husband to find myself. I did not walk away from my daughter to find myself. I found myself in the midst of all those different roles and responsibilities that I had been blessed with because it was through those responsibilities and roles that my eyes were open to the parts of me that still needed healing. And so I needed to be around the people who were going to help me and who were helping me to find myself, not run away from them. Yes, my marriage was in trouble and all that stuff. But God had showed me that I needed to focus on me and work on me and not so much my husband. And so if you are a wife out there and you're looking to find yourself and you're kind of like, oh, I need to evolve, I need to change and all that stuff, maybe you are going about it the wrong way. Maybe you haven't found the right way to evolve and find yourself and still be able to love those around you. When it comes to finding yourself, you can work on your childhood traumas and hurts and pains while still married. You can't do that. But for some reason, wives and partners that are leaving relationships because, oh my God, you know, I can't do that, you know, they cannot work on their childhood traumas, hurts and pains while still married to an individual who most likely reminds them of what they have hidden for many years. Like I said, my transformation towards love and embracing love and finding love came as a result of me really being honest with myself and knowing that the person that I'm with is not the cause of my baggage. I had baggage that I brought into the relationship. So, another example that I have observed is husbands cheating on their wives and some abandoning their families, all in the name of in quote, enlightenment enlightenment my foot. (laughs) What do you mean by enlightenment? You know, you abandon a family just to do that. But your task that the Lord has given you is to love that beautiful woman, to love that beautiful child, all children that you have been blessed with. Children or no children, You have been partnered with someone to do life with and you have to leave to find yourself. You have to leave to find enlightenment. It's different if the relationship is abusive and you have to get out. That's different. But if you're leaving and not being able to love others because of the fact that you need to find yourself, then you need to ask yourself, What have you been doing all along in these relationships that you were in? And maybe, just maybe, through the process of you working on yourself, while you are allowing them to be with you, you're able to find your enlightenment or find yourself. And they are able to do the same just by witnessing how you do it. Y'all can sense the passion in my voice right now. It is ridiculous that now we are all so broken, in quote. Our hearts are so fragile, in quote. Our ears are so fixed on hearing the right words to comfort us all the time. Our whole being is so sensitive now that when we read the fine prints of regular messages, we create stories in our hearts and minds about people and things that we do not know the truth about. Relationships, so many relationships are more transactional than relational these days. So, here's another question for you Which of these hearts do you find yourself operating in on a daily basis? There is a relational heart and there is a transactional heart. Which one is it? If you're talking about loving people, if you're talking about loving God, you cannot love God and operate in Transactional heart alone. And you cannot love God and operate in relational heart alone. You need to find a good balance. There are moments where relational is all you get, and there are moments where transactional is needed. So let me break this down. Relational heart, from the name itself, requires you to be present, attentive, focused, attuned, with care and compassion. Operating from a relational heart can take time. And drain your energy pipe if you are not refueling from the right source. So often you hear people say, I am tapped out. I have nothing else to give. People who operate mostly from a relational heart tend to be good listeners and helpers. But in doing so, they get tapped out quickly. They care and they are kind. And when it comes to loving people, they are heart first, then head. And if you're operating from primarily a relational heart, you need to find your self-care routine to help you know how to refuel and get back up. For example, me as a coach, me as a biblical life coach, uh, me as a biblical therapist, stuff like that. The approach that I use in my coaching, in my therapy sessions, in my one-on-ones and groups. Is relational. A lot of the time, I am so present with my clients. And so I get drained by the end of the day quite a bit. And so I have to institute and put in place self care routines that are going to help me to manage myself. There is also the transactional heart. From the name itself, it requires them to be logical, thinkers, process oriented, solution focused. People with transactional heart, they operate with the goal of getting things done most of the time. They have time for the things that are productive and may seem scheduled even with their presence. They could be present with you, but in their mind, they are forecasting their next steps and actions after spending time with you. They may seem to always be on the go, but they are goal-oriented. The transactional heart leans in to listen and offers solutions And so when it comes to loving people, they are head first, then heart. When we look at the life of Jesus, I know some of you may be saying, but I'm not like Jesus. Like I said before, you can be like him. So stop saying, giving me those excuses or giving yourself those excuses. Stop it. No one is asking you to be Jesus. Someone is asking you to be like Jesus, not Kate, not your mom, not your auntie, not your sis that someone is the Holy Spirit. Jesus was more relational than transactional. However, he was transactional on some occasions, like when he was told about the death of Lazarus. What did he do? He took his time. He took a while before he made it to his home. So being transactional is not bad. In the kingdom that you and I want to thrive in though, it requires us to be a bit of relational in our relationships with others and sometimes transactional when needed. Slow down, be present, taking who they are and what they represent to you. It goes counter-cultural. We are always on the go these days. Fast, 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 fast. But in the kingdom of God, it's all about taking it all in. So let's go to 1 Corinthians thirteen four to 8 which gives us the best definition for love or in some ways, the best characteristics of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It is always. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. I wonder what it would look like to take each of these characteristics of love and examine your heart to see how you're doing in each of these areas. Oh my goodness. Ouch. Some of you are probably saying, okay, Kate, you're doing too much. You're asking too much. Well, dear sister, when you are ready to love, I want to encourage you to do it God's way. When you are not ready to know what love is, then let's do it the way we've been doing it. How can you know what love is if you're not ready to examine, assess, evaluate where you want it to reside? In order to invite love into your heart, you need to examine what is there, right? <laughs> Once you have done that, you can begin a healing journey to change and experience true love. My journey in this love process took some time and attention to details. For example, love is patient. I was not patient. Prior to 2016, I was not patient. And to this day, sometimes my impatience is like, "Ooh, okay, slow down love is kind. I was kind to a degree or to a fault. As soon as you kind of did something to me, my kindness was withheld. Love does not envy. Ooh, I was envious comparing like no one's business. And it stems from childhood comparisons that I was, you know, pitted against other girls and other people. And I had to really, really, really work hard to overcome that. I did not boast so much, but would gladly talk about myself all day. (laughs) I came to realize that. Should I go on? That's the type of exercise that when we read in the Bible, we need to do. You take it and you measure it against yourself, as it says, not against somebody else out there, against yourself. When you have tasted this kind of love that God offers, you will be able to freely boast about your weaknesses, dear sister, with no shame because there is now no shame in your game, my game. (laughs) Love shouldn't hurt, but then it does sometimes, right? And it's okay. Sometimes we are human and that is the human in all of us. Like the loss of a loved one or the disrespect of a child or the disappointment from a friend or the rejection from a partner. Love sometimes hurts. Remember the definition. Sometimes it causes some sort of a pain to us. That hurt, dear sister, is a signal that you are human. And so when love hurts, I want you to remember this. There is a place where love can also heal. Yes, I really want you to examine your relational or your transactional heart and evaluate how you're doing in the love characteristics. Maybe I will hold a workshop one day on this healing process that I gave an example on, it is great and it is good that you take the time to do that. You know, stay tuned and you will hear more about it. But for now, I have some question prompts for you. And so, in the next few uh, ways, I am going to kind of walk you through how you can use those question prompts to figure things out. What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. But as you have heard, you know, love and hurt don't need to go together, but in our world as humans, they kind of sort of do sometimes where you know you love somebody and you get hurt. you get hurt by their rejection, you get hurt by you know the things they say about you, their hearts turn so quickly. And so when love hurts, it's a matter of the heart, the state of the heart, what is going on in that person's heart. Yes. I have three thoughts for you when it comes to love. Life is ever-moving and so are the relationships around you. When you put in the effort, the love you give to others can truly grow when it is watered. The essence of what love is rests in your decision to choose love and open your heart to its miraculous possibilities. Receiving love spiritually allows you to give it effortlessly, relationally, that is mentally, physically, emotionally, and so on. I will repeat that. Receiving love spiritually allows you to give it effortlessly in relationships, through your mental, your physical, your emotional, and so on. Thought number two, when you want to know what love is, try God's way first. Start with simply the first statement, love is patient, and ask yourself, in what ways, Do I see and experience patience every day? Love doesn't have to be this complex thing. It's around you every single day. Take that kindness and share it on. Take that patience and take it on. Take that, you know, uh, thing that you have within you that is causing you to show compassion and carry it forward. Let good love multiply in your heart and through your heart. Thought number three. Embrace the possibility of being loved by God and also loving God. This kind of love is not child's play because, as a grown woman, all childish ways have been put away. This is not the time for hide and seek. This is a time to seek until you find. But it is not passive seeking, it is actively seeking with your whole heart. That's when you will find. This kind of love. Here are three words that I want you to think about relational, transactional, and activate. When you think about love, think about your relational heart, think about your transactional heart. And the next time you're with somebody, ask yourself which one is present in this moment? Is it my relational heart or is it my transactional heart? Here are three actions for you. Number one, I want you to rate the podcast. Please, 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 please connect with me, connect with us, subscribe, like, share, comment, follow. I want to hear from you and we send out newsletters. You want to be receiving those because there is some good information in there when it comes to your well-being as a whole woman. Action number two, assess where you are with your relational heart by working through 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. So here are some ways to get you started. And you may need to come back to this episode just to write the questions down and answer them in your journal. For example, love is patient. Here are questions for you. How am I patient with myself and others around me? In what ways have I experienced patience from others? Love is kind. Here's a question for you. How was kindness shown to me today? How am I being kind to others? Love does not envy. Here's a question. Is there any part in my heart that can't stand the joy and happiness of others? (laughs) Love does not boast. How do I share my good news with others? Love is not proud. Am I considerate of others when conversing with them? When they share something about themselves, do I quickly notice them, hear them, see them? Mm -mm -mm. You get the idea. And any area that tugs at your heart is one you need to honestly. Present to God. Action number three: Our dear sister summits will be kicking off on Saturday, February eleventh, which also happens to be our marriage anniversary. So that summit is going to be extra special. Yep, you can register to the to the summit by looking at our Instagram link tree, or also joining us on Zoom. And the registration link will also be in the show notes for this podcast episode. Listen, dear sister. I am an action do kind of Jesus girl. It's God's gift that has been given to me. So I get to, to, to share it. And I get so excited when I coach and teach using the principles in his word. He's already laid out for us. All we ever need to do to heal is right here. And if you can't do it by yourself, maybe it's time to get help. So you, you become doers of the word in its totality. That is doing for others while also doing for yourself. Healing is for you. Healing is for others. Loving is for you. Loving is for others. It is always a great time walking in my purpose of teaching and building others up in the ways of God. I have tasted it and I know in my heart this is where peace and joy resides. Living free, everyday, godly decisions that frees your heart and mind, feeds your heart and mind and focuses your heart and mind. My heart is always full, and I hope yours is too. Listen, dear sister, I want us to be different by doing instead of just hearing. I am so happy that I get to work in my purpose to help so many of you live joyfully free and walk in yours too. There is work to do, and I hope that you are here to transform your heart and mind, one heartbeat at a time. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to stay free being faithfully renewed, encouraged exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So I want you to go out there and heal someone today. And until next time, choose to live free. I love you. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) now you know what love is and the kind of love that you need to give to God and you need to give to yourself and you need to give to others. It's not that difficult. All you need to do is open your heart and embrace and you will receive so you can heal and heal others. Until next time, choose to live free. I love you. Bye.